Welcome to Garfield Memorial Church. We are one church in three locations, Pepper Pike, Ohio, South Euclid, Ohio, and Liberia, Africa. Together, we seek to widen the circle through our core values of diversity, safety, authenticity, growth, and forgiveness. To learn more about Garfield Memorial Church, visit our website at garfieldchurch.org. And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday morning Mosaic worship service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. And give them the biggest hug, handshake. Welcome them to Garfield Memorial. Amen. Everybody gets a handshake. Online people, here's your hug. Here's your handshake. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Back where I come from, we used to have these congregational songs. Song says, walk in the light, beautiful light, come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright, shine all around us by day and by night, Jesus, the light of the world. One more time, walk in the light, walk in the light, beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shines bright. Shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. Good job. All right. Praise the Lord. Wow. Man, you're making me feel mighty Pentecostal today. Right? You better... Don't start none. Won't be none. All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, our, our, our text today comes from St. John chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 14. We're going to read that. And this is the, the ESV uh, version. It reads this way. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness have not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. The world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Came to his own, his own people. They did not receive him. But those who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the only son the Father, from the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm going to take my, my presentation today from verse number nine, the true light has come. Everyone say, the true light light has come. come. There's probably not a more concise statement of the origin 
and the effect of Jesus coming into the world than what John gives us. John gives us a different slant on things than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Of course, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they start with Jesus in the manger. They start with genealogies. But John gets a deeper revelation, and John says, in the beginning was the Word. Kind of puts you in mind of the book of Genesis, right? In the beginning, God did what? He created the heaven and the earth, and God said, let there be light. So John gives us the backstory. It's almost kind of like when you watch all these Star Trek shows, not Star Trek, but Star Wars movies. You get all the backstories, you know. And so John says, listen, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was the beginning with God. And then later he tells in verse 14 that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So John here is giving us a revelation of the origin of Jesus. Jesus was not created, as some have tried to teach. Jesus is God, God who put on flesh. That's what makes our belief system awesome and wonderful and true, is that God wrapped himself in flesh just like your flesh, became one of us and came for us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. My mother, who was a great Sunday school teacher, she likes to play with words. She says, son, not only was God with us, he was by us. He was with us, he was by us, and he was working in our behalf. Oh, what great love this is. So John gives us the origin of Jesus. Then John tells us about the effect of Jesus. He says he's the light of the world. Not a concept, but the actual light of the world. Jesus later said in his own ministry, I am the light of the world. In other words, by Jesus, you're able to see things truly. He was a true light. Not just any old kind of light, like the lights we have here, they illuminate, but they don't give life. True light, sunlight, produces life. It produces life. You know, uh, uh, my brother, uh, he, he used to have these strobe lights. Man, remember strobe lights? Remember strobe lights? And he had black light. Black lights, boy, oh yeah, okay. Okay, I won't go there. But anyway, black light, strobe light. And you know, and, and the thing about... Uh, different types of light, uh, light can distort an image. Uh, light can make something look one way when it's actually the opposite. Uh, uh, okay. Light can make a funny-looking dude look pretty good. I'm about to get in trouble. Like some of these movie stars, y'all think is so cute. He's only cute because he's a star. Saw that same dude at Giant Eagle, you're like, if you saw the same, okay. So light, so so the beauty of this this picture that John gives of Jesus as light, it tells us that true light allows us to see, see things truly. True light allows you to see what it really, 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 what it really, really is, what it really is. You know, like sometimes you don't know what it, that's why you keep messing with it, because you think it's really, really, really something that is really, really not. That's not what that is. So Jesus gives us by Christ. Now, what do I mean by Jesus Christ? I mean uh, by his, his presence, the fact that God sent him. Truly tells us about God's heart towards us. You know, contrary to popular opinion, God is not mad at everybody. Some of us just think God is like a parent with an attitude. Like he's mad all the time. Like God going to kill, you know, I'm going to slap the taste out your mouth. You know, I'm going to slap you into the middle next week. Like you think God's mad all the time. You know, they used to sing those songs. Come on out that corner, you can't hide. Come on out of that corner, you can't. 
That's scary. <laughs> Our old church mothers used to stand up and they testify. And they used to say, I see all you young people out here. And if mama can't see you, she can smell you. You're going to hell with gasoline drawers on. <laughs> God ain't mad at everybody. God poured out his wrath on sin. So everything that God had to judge in sin, he did it when he put it on his son and judged it in his son. Jesus paid it all. So he's not mad. Jesus reveals the heart of God. God so loved the world. The world. The God ain't scared of nobody. He's not scared of your race. He's not scared of your identity. He's not scared of how you identify. He's, God ain't mad at, at Islam. God is not mad at, but you are. God, God is good. He's not mad at them folks. We are. You need to act like your daddy. Because your daddy ain't mad at folk. You mad at folk. Really what you are, scared. You're scared. Because somebody taught you to be scared of people different than you. Well, you don't got to be scared of folk different than you. They're every bit as wonderful and jacked up as you are. <laughs> every bit. They're brilliant and trifling all at the same time. They're all just people. They're just people. The true nature of God's love for us, Jesus reveals it through his life and his presence. He so loved the world. The other thing that the light of Christ reveals is our need, what we are. Uh, uh, John saw Jesus come. He says, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Matthew says, they should call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sin. And so I can tell you what the problem is in the world, okay? I'm not running for office, but I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Every one of you are sinners. You've been born with a condition where you're cut off from God. And the soul is groping about in its own darkness, calling things light that's not really light. Everybody has the same condition. We're like, we're like two ships or five ships that bump in the night. And, you know, I, I, it feels like, smells like, tastes like. We all have the same condition. And so God, knowing that condition, sent the solution. Jesus reveals our true condition. And if you could just accept it for, listen, let me share something with you. If you take God's definition of the problem, then you will receive God's solution for the problem. Okay. If the definition of the problem is some type of psychological, sociological, whatever, well, we'll be messing with that all day. But if the actual problem is that I'm cut off from God okay. and I'm in darkness and the, dark, and the light that I have is dark, the light that I think I have is dark and I need a savior to get me out. If we can all acknowledge that, we're already on one accord. We're already in unity. Jesus reveals what's wrong with man. The life of Christ also reveals what? The solution. I love God's solution. You know, I don't want to get overly theological, but I am. <laughs> Let me tell you what your salvation actually is. Your salvation is a, an agreement, a covenant with God and his son for you. Now watch this. So, so this is what he did. How many of you have ever gotten really frustrated when you read the account of Adam and Eve? Tell the truth. I mean, okay, like any, any OGs in the room? 
If you don't know what that is, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> like, you know, let me go there. Let me, I'm out there now, so I'm going to go on and go. Yo, man, the problem is if Adam would have just held his woman down where she's supposed to be, that's the problem. That's how he think. Yeah, man, you know this problem is. And then she says, well, wait a minute. Since you're such an OG, if he hollering at me, why ain't you say nothing? If he hollering at me, why, why are you just standing there, though? Like, if you my man, why didn't you say nothing? <laughs> the bottom line, they both blew it. They blew it. They both, they both left the garden together, fussing. Like, it, was you. it was you. It was you. It was you. It was you. We're leaving. Out, out, bye. And so, from the time of Adam, all, because of the, the failure in Eden with Adam, because no matter what you want to blame the woman for, the sin is in Adam's name. Yeah. I told you I'm getting theological. Sin ain't in Eden. They don't say nothing about Eve. Jesus was not the second Eve. Romans calls Jesus the second Adam. Adam blew it. So, <clears throat> so we're born separated from God because of what Adam did. You're, you're born a sinner because of what somebody else did. And to me, that's never been fair. But let me show you the manifold wisdom of God. So God says, fine, this is what we're going to do. The Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world, he's going to go down and take man's place. And people will become righteous, not because of what they do. They're going to become righteous of what this second Adam does. The first Adam gave up 21 points in the first half. Oh, I'm preaching good now. The second Adam held the team scoreless and won the game. Hallelujah for the second Adam. Only in Ohio. Let the church say amen. The covenant was between the father and the son for us. So with Adam, where Adam fumbled the ball, Jesus picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. And all I need to do is to have the life that he has is believe on what he did. Wow. That's your salvation. Believe on Jesus. Let me prove it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever just believe on what he did. Okay, Lord. Cool. You ever wonder why God loves us so much? I don't know. I don't like me half the time. God loves me all the time. Are you still listening? Jesus gives us his true light about the nature of God, about ourselves, and about the provision of God. Now watch this. <clears throat> when you receive the light, everyone say receive the light. When you receive the light, who is Christ? The light that was sent for you becomes light in you. The light that was sent for you becomes light in you. Watch this. It translates the light becomes life. Light becomes life when you believe it. When you believe the truth. I shared this in the last 
a session, and I'm going to share it with you guys. I was sitting on the edge of my bed the other day, <clears throat> just kind of, you know, because when you get a little older, you don't just jump out of bed. <laughs> you gather yourself. You sit on the edge of the bed, <laughs> you gather yourself. You consider the day. You, you wait for blood to, you might fall over, you jump up too fast. You fall right over. It takes a second for the blood to get, you know, anyway. So I'm sitting here, and there's a mirror over here. And I'm sitting here, and I see this guy in this mirror. Oh, man. This dude was big, man. This dude, he had all this work, and he, and I'm like, oh, my God, is that me? Oh, oh. I feel like Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. I'm trying to squeeze into my suit. Oh, none. But the mirror's not lying. The light, the truth is the truth. And, you know, light comes. You may not like what it shows you, but it's sure enough going to show you. You can't argue with the mirror or the, or the scale. Step on the scale. You a lie and the truth ain't in you. Step on. <laughs> I didn't know mirrors gave you extra 10 pounds. I didn't know that was true. When you receive the light, the light that came for you to see how things truly are becomes light in you. And this becomes God's tool. See, the light, watch this. If you read John, John is like, in his writings, you have um, uh, light, life, truth. John, like a, like a good quartet, you know, you've got the lead singer, you have the three parts. When you read John, you'll always see these things recurring, light, life, and truth. And, and so the light that comes for us becomes truth working in us. So God's dealing with some stuff, you see. That's why later John recorded, Jesus said, sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. The light inside of you begins to help you see some things about yourself, some things he wants to change. You know, I suggest you do this by yourself. You don't need a counseling session for this. You need some tissues in a dark room. Because there's certain things in us that only God can speak to. I thank God for the, the counseling that we can receive. It's necessary. But the deeper things counseling can't touch. Only God can touch that. Only God can touch a dark heart. Only God can change. See, you saw what I did, but I knew what I was thinking when I did it. See, God deals with that part of me. The real Steve. So the light becomes light in you when you receive the truth. Don't be afraid of it. See, what, see I'm, I'm a little different. I'm kind of a contrarian when it comes down to church things. Because I, I believe kind of where Jesus teaches, and I'm not saying others don't, but I just see things different. I think a lot of reason why people run away from places that reveal light is because of what Jesus said. Jesus says God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. No, but that the world through him might be what? Saved. He that believeth is not condemned. He that believeth not. Jesus, Jesus said this, is condemned already. Then he explained, but this is the condemnation. What is it? Light came. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Some people stay away from places that tell the truth because they're not ready yet. Nothing wrong with that. I ain't mad at them. I wasn't always ready. But it's not always this other stuff. You know, it's your clothes. You know, if you wear different clothes, people are going to come. No, they're not. 
It's nice to be able to dress down, but that's people not coming to your door because the Holy Ghost is leading people to your door. That doesn't do what you're wearing. I was dealing with, when I got here in Cleveland, I was working with a, a group of uh, young drug dealers. They were slinging. They were 12, 13, 14. And I was assigned to work with these young thugs. I didn't see thugs. I just saw kids. And you start talking to them and down to one. He's raising his sister. He's 12. She's eight. Mama strung out. Daddy gone. He's the man of the house. He got to provide for the house. Judge him if you will. God ain't mad. You are. He ain't confused. You are. He ain't twisted. You are. You need to be like your daddy. <laughs> when the light shines, man. So I said, Lord, how do I reach these young fellas? You know, I'm trying everything I can figure out. Finally, Lord said, just talk to them and talk from your heart. Just talk to them. Don't be religious with them. Just talk to them. Be a friend. Be a brother. Be a father. And watch this. When that light begins to shine, the light does the work. See, once the light gets in you, it does the work. We, the, where we do mess up as a church, we get into people's business. You need to stay out of people's Kool-Aid. Salvation is an inside job, and God does it. Sanctification is an inside job, and God does it. You need to stay out of people's Kool-Aid. Got to deal with that. Amen. May make you uncomfortable. Well, guess what? You make me uncomfortable too, since you're tripping. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. We all are uncomfortable. Truth will make you uncomfortable. I have to harken back to my old preacher. Say, boy, truth is like a, a brand new leather shoe. It's tight, but it's right. <laughs> and if you walk in it long enough, it'll fit your foot. Walk in the truth, boy. See this one. <laughs> okay, Daddy, I got it. If you can't say amen, say oh me. That's what they used to say where I come from. <laughs> One time, preacher was preaching at us so hard, the poor deacon said, You're killing us. <laughs> killing us. <laughs> when I receive the truth, the light that came for me becomes light in me. The Lord begins to do some things, wonderful things. The truth in you transforms you, continually works on your heart. The greatest changes you ever make in your life will not come in this crowded room. It's the quiet places of the heart when the light shines and you just say, yes, Lord. How many of you find out your arms are way too short to box with God? How many of you know God don't fight fair? Yeah. Man, he like one of the wrestlers, man. He, he has something in his shorts. He, he, doesn't fight, he doesn't fight fair. Who was that dude wrestled God, wrestled the angel all night? Jacob. That was quite a, that's quite a fight. So finally God said, you know, angel said, I'm tired of this. Hit him in his hip. Like I was saying. <laughs> you going to hear me or limp off. <laughs> you hear, God don't fight fair. Paul thinking he all that. Saul riding on the road to Damascus. My name is Saul. I'm all that. God slapped the taste out of his mouth, knocked him to the ground. <laughs> he in the sand. In the sand. Down there. And nobody saw it but him. And he says, Saul, why persecutest thou me? 
So I was smart. Lord, I'll call him Lord too after he's knocking you off. <laughs> Some of you brothers are hard. I'm hard, man. You got to just, God, if you love me, you got to take me out. Okay. Some things you probably shouldn't say to God. That wonderful light in you, God begins to make changes in your heart, you see. You have to let that light shine and say, yes, Lord, stop running. You're not here by accident. You could have been a thousand different places, but you're here. God brought you here. The light comes for us, light shines in us, and watch this. And when we walk in the light, the light shines through us. See, you're God's, you're God's agents. You're the greatest testimony of the reality of God on the planet. Ain't no, stars in the sky that won't testify like you can testify. Oh, no, you are it, man. You, you, are, you are God's secret weapon. Through you who believe him and walk in the light, his light is everywhere you are. His light is in your home because you're there if you let it shine through you. His light is on the job. His light is everywhere his people are. Change doesn't happen out there. It happens in here. We got it backwards. That's why, that's why our politics are messed up because we got it backwards. We got the tail trying to wag the dog. The only way to get away with it is because we keep on saying Okay. I'm going to mess you up now, boy. I'm in trouble now. Purge the rolls. No Democrats, no Republicans. All going to become independent. Purge the roll. Why? Because as long as either party thinks they have you, all they get to do is pander to you. But when they realize we don't have none of them, we got to do something. Then the people get the power again. As long as they think they got you, they can do whatever they want to do and just apologize. But man, when you don't have me and you got to come to my door, you got to come to my neighborhood, you got to come to my community, and you got to tell me face to face what you're going to do. And when you don't do it, we get to hold your feet to the fire. That's how the system was really written. Not what you have now. Purge all of it. Become kingdom citizens. Raise a standard of rightness in yourself. And when it's wrong, call it out. Whatever, whether they're riding on a donkey or getting it on an elephant, I don't care. I'm riding the lamb. Thank you, preacher. Who's the lamb party? I'm with the lamb party. I'm with the slain from the foundation of the world party. Yeah, the truth becomes light when you believe in and walk in it. Jesus says, let your light shine before men. They may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. Your city set on a hill can't be hid. You want to see things change? He'll change them through you. I'm always, I'm always amazed by this concept of one man. Romans says, by one man. One man. We used to play, uh, I'm going to date myself, we used to play a game called QB1. Some of the restaurants used to have QB1. And you would, you would create a, a name for yourself. 
I always name myself one man. Because one person can change the game. One person, one demented person, God help us, can cause untold madness, mayhem, death, destruction. But one person with the light of Christ shining through them can change the game. You're the game changer for your family. The curse ends with you. You understand? You got situations going on in your family. It's generational. It can end with you. Yo, every, every family union don't have to be a fight. You can, it can end with you. Some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Y'all don't even get together because you fight. It can end with you. Because he wants to shine through you. You're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works. He's ordained that you walk in it. When I receive the light that's for me, it works in me. And when I walk in it, it does what? It shines through me. Now, in this original method, I, I wrote this in here, and it sounds pretty good. And I'm going to read it, I think. The light has come. What you going to do? Yeah, I said it just like that. What you going to do? The light has come. What are we going to do? See, because the truth is undeniable. It is what it is. So, Lord, here I am. See, if we just receive truth by itself, truth has got to have a partner or to kill you. Truth all by itself always is rude. It's hard. It's breaking. It's crushing. The truth will crush you by itself. But Jesus came, and he was full of grace and truth. It's the grace that allows us to take hold of what the Father has freely offered us. It's the grace that brings the provision. So yes, all the way through Scripture, now that you see it, it's like buying a white car. You never had a white car. Once you buy a white car, you see white cars everywhere, right? Once you, once you understand this, then you'll understand that, that all the way through Scripture, he pairs them together. He says, come now, let us reason together. Every time I read that, Brother Chip, I think it's, it's we say like, come now, let us reason together, like that. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. You see, truth, grace. I like the new black American version. Come now, let me holler at you. Though you be toe up from the flow up, God can fix you up. How's that? God can fix you up. Amen. I want you to make a decision today as the Lord begins to work in your heart. See, you can't walk away from the moment. One of the things that I, I always just drives me bonkers with church services is it's almost like when it's time to make the decision, we get, we get antsy. We try to rush through it. Everything in your life has brought you to this moment. For some of us, this is the first time we heard a concise understanding of the gospel where the light came on. I don't want to rush you through this moment. The day you hear his voice harden not your heart. For some of you, the light is shining and you know it's shining and you know it's God and you are ready. Some of us are not ready yet. It's okay. It's okay. But there's others. I'm ready. This is it. I'm about to give it all to God. I'm about to give it up. I'm about to give it up. I'm about to give it up. I'm about, Lord, here I am. I love this text, Pastor. He says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall 
be saved. It's so easy. What I got to do? Thou must be as goest to us. No. Here I am, God. Here, here, here. Yes, Lord. If you're, if you're real and you can save me, save me. If you can fix me, fix me. If you can do it, do it. Somebody's there today. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray. Would everybody just stand up? Everybody stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Your chair is your altar. Your chair is your altar. Your chair is your altar. I just want to pray with you. Make, make, make a quiet place for your prayer. That's why we tell people to close their eyes because it kind of creates a little altar for them. It's just them and God. Father, thank you. The light has come. Thank you. Now I see your love for me. I see what you have for me. And I say yes. I surrender. I surrender. Here I am. I don't understand everything, but you never told me to understand everything. You said just believe. As much as I can, I believe. Okay, I believe. Here I am. Save me. Work in my life. Let that light come into me. And let me be what you've called me to be. Others of us are saying, let that light shine through me, Father. Okay. I'll let the light shine. I'll let you work through me in the family, in the community, wherever you're calling me to. I'm not running anymore. Here I am. Father, we pray this reality come in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen.